Welcome to Curated by Culture. I'm your curator, Cassandra. Why did I say that like a game show host? That was so weird. Anyway, thank you as always for joining me. Um, You guys, the downloads and the shares don't match the social media followings. And that makes me so happy. Like I don't have many followers on social media, but people are downloading it. People are sharing it. And those numbers are very high. And that makes me feel all the feels. It makes me so excited. Like I always say, Jesus had 12 followers. So, you know, I'm okay with not having a lot of followers, but so, 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 so overjoyed that you guys share it. You guys download it. You guys are listening. Um, it makes me feel good. So thank you so much for that. Um, the first order of business as always is to check in with ourselves. How's your head? How's your heart? It is very important as we go into the colder months that we, um, we do that. We check in with ourselves daily. Uh, the stats on suicide are so much higher around the, the holidays, especially like Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's, because people feel alone or they feel lonely. Um, seasonal depression is a very real thing. As it starts to get colder, people are out and about less. They have less busyness on their schedules and it, you know, it can take a toll on us. You know, we can feel lonely even though we're not alone. But but it's important that we check in with ourselves. So please, 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 please check in with yourself, especially as it is getting colder. Um, Someone asked me to do an episode on business. And at first I was like, I just did it. I did an episode on business last season, you know, and it wasn't, I'm not gonna say it wasn't well received, but it was like, there were some criticisms. People were like, well, why are you talking about black people? And I'm like, cause I'm black and I buy from black people, but it's also the truth, right? Sometimes the truth hurts. Like if we're not operating out of excellence and nobody's there to tell us, how will we know? So I was like, uh, I already did an episode and I wasn't going to do it, but then I was like, ah, let me do it. Cause it's needed. Right. So, um, so here I am, I'm going to do this. I want to start off by saying though, I am not an expert in business. I am an expert in my business, only in my business. I don't know all the things about all the other businesses. I know the things about my business and how my business operates and how it runs. So please take those, these tips and these things that I say with that knowledge. Like I'm not an expert in business. I'm an expert in my business. And so these things have worked for me. My business has been going for 20 years. I have been able to live a rich and full life and not rich in the money rich, but rich in the things that I'm able to do and experiences that I'm able to have life based off this business. Um, so I mentor a lot of people, especially young people. I love working with young people because they're so teachable. They're so willing to learn. They're eager to learn and they're willing to do the things that a lot of older people are like, I'm not doing that. And I'm always like, okay, well, that's part of business. So, you know, so you have to start someplace and younger people are more willing to start someplace, you know, the beginning place. Um, when people sit down and say, I want to, you know, I want to get into business. I want to start a business. I just don't know what to do. My first, first thought is always, well, what are your gifts? What are you good at? Right? So your gifts, we all have talent. We all have natural talent. We all have God-given talent. God gives us all gifts. I believe that when we operate in our gifts, when we use our gifts, we are thanking God for the gift. And I have been able to take my gifts and translate it into a profitable business 
but it is not, it wasn't my first intended goal. Like I was always a creative person. I wanted to, I always did things even as a teenager, you know, in creative ways to help people. Like I remember handwriting my sister's wedding invitations or helping people do things creatively, murals, things like that as a teenager, because that was my gift. And I was like, oh, this is nicer. It makes this, it'll make this prettier. And that was my intention behind it. As I decided to take my gifts and translate it into a business, I went in with adding value to people, right? So my why, I always tell people first, what are your gifts? If you don't have gifts that, you know, you don't think you have gifts, stop and think about it. Like, what am I good at? What am I naturally good at? Those are your gifts. Um, but then my next point would always be, and then why do you want to do it? You know, you want to go into business. Why? Um, if you go into business with the idea mindset of making money and only making money, your business is likely to fail. And I hate to be the bearer of that bad news, but that's just the truth. You know, if you're just doing it because other people are doing it and they seem to be profitable off of it, then your business is likely to fail. But if you go into it with a why, why do I want to do it? God will grant, God will then reciprocate that and say, here, now make money off of it. So if you follow your gifts, your God-given talent, and you use it, you thank God. In turn, God will say, here you go. That's my actual belief. But why are you doing it? Your why should be why you go into business. I think that if you choose adding value as your why, the money will come, right? Why am I going into business? Why am I an interior designer? For those of you who don't know, by the way, um, part of my creative business is interior design, event design, event planning. Um, I'm a lifestyle designer, which is... There are a lot of different layers to that that I'm not going to get into on this episode. I'm an art curator because I believe living with art is therapy. I'm a designer because I believe that the world needs more beauty. Um, when I am hired to do interior design, which is one of the parts that I'm most passionate about, um, my why is to add value to a person's life. To be able to take a blank slate and infuse your personality, but also make it feel like home. Um, I design with intention. I design with so much intention. Like, what is the intention of this space? So when people call me and they say, hey, I need you to help me design my space. I'm like, well, what's the intention of this space? What do you want it to feel like? How do you want it to feel? I, um, I'm so passionate about that. And that's my why. And that's why I'm successful in it. That's why when I'm done with the project, people are like, this feels so wonderful. It feels so authentically me. Um, every piece that I choose that I curate for a space is chosen with the intention of the people who will use the space, the people who will share the space with you. And that's why I do it. And that's why I'm referral based because once people get these spaces or once these weddings are complete, or once I help you find your personal style, I then know that if I did it excellently, it will be reciprocated and you will say, Hey, you will refer me to your friends. You will refer me to your family. You will refer me to people who you can see need what I have to add, the value that I add to your life. Does that make sense? I kind of rambled and I went in a long way, but I hope it made sense to you. So when it comes to business, 
Find your why. Why are you doing it? If you're in the beauty industry, do you want to see more people feel more beautiful? That's your why. That's why you should get into doing it. Um, if you are a writer or a rapper or somebody who's into music, is your why to help make the world a more better better place? Then yes, you will find that you will be successful in it and the money will come. So never make money. I think I started with that point and then I veered off, but never make money the reason why you do something. And I'm not here to knock people who are like, oh, I'm out here to get this paper. I'm out here to make this bread and money, money, money. I'm never going to knock those people because we are all different. But for me and my podcast and this show and the purpose of this conversation, don't let money be the ruler of your business. Because if you do, you're almost always almost always going to fail. But if you choose your why and your why is with purpose and adding value and making the world a better place and seeing people happy and whatever it is, the money will come. You know, I fully believe that. I believe that anything we do with good intention, especially when it comes to business, especially when it comes to purpose, will become profitable in whatever way it needs to be profitable. And maybe it's not always financial profit. Um, maybe it's not always financial profits, but it might be just what we do in the world and the, 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 the change that we affect in the world. And I think that's the most important thing, honestly, you know, I'm a person who talks about growth and healing and, um, you know, evolution so much that I, I believe that the same should be in business. You know, our businesses should grow. Uh, we should try to find ways to, to, to make our businesses profitable. For me in becoming more profitable, I'm able to hire more people and I'm able to teach more people and I'm able to help more people grow. Like I love hiring young people for that exact reason. I can teach them. Yes. But I want to see them grow. I Listen, if they surpass me, I am flattered. I am honored. I taught you so well that you did better than me. Right. And that's important to me. That's my personal thought. So find your gift. If you don't know what your gifts are, figure them out hone into them. And if you don't want to use them to make money, that's okay too. That's okay too. But find then, then I say, find things you're passionate about. I talked about this last season. Like don't just sell t-shirts because everybody's selling t-shirts, sell t-shirts because you're so heavy into fashion and you love fashion and you're passionate about it. Or you have a really important message to put out. You know, some of my favorite things are like mess in a bottle. She figured out a way to tap into just her everyday life. These are, you know, these are little sayings and things that she's, you know, put on t-shirts, but She's passionate about it. You can see her passion in what she does and how she does it and the messages that she puts on her on her clothing. So if it's not your gift, make it your passion. Make sure you're passionate about something. I see too many people getting into business because everyone else is doing it and then they're not profitable or it's not working. And now you've put all this time and effort into something that just wasn't for you. Um, so that's weird to me. But then the other part is your why. Why am I doing it? What's the value I'm adding? For me, it's really about adding value. Everything that I do in my life is about adding value to other people. That's how I show my love for people, by adding value to them. I love my clients. I love the people that hire me. And I mean that sincerely. Like I really do love my clients. I'm so fortunate that I'm able to do something that I love to do and people pay me for it. So, you know, those are the first two. And then my most important point that I harp on the most and I think it's the most important to me is doing it, but doing it excellently. Don't just do business. I've seen a quote that says, you know, start the business and you can perfect it later. I get that. 
I do get it. I'm not going to knock it, but okay. Start the business. Okay. You can perfect it, but choose to operate in excellence every step of the way. So as you build the business, as you grow, because a lot of the perfecting, it comes from growth, making the mistakes, learning, learning that what doesn't work. Understand that operating in excellence is the customer, the consumer experience first. You know, I'm a consumer. I buy from a lot of people, a lot of places. I buy clothes for clients. I buy furniture for clients. I hire trades for clients. I hire vendors for weddings, florists, linen companies, DJs, bands. So I'm a heavy consumer. When I talk about a heavy consumer, I'm a heavy consumer. And then I'm also just, you know, an everyday person, a regular consumer, just like you. Like we buy food, we buy clothes, we buy furniture. Yes, for our regular lives. But I do it on such a grander scale for people in 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 this luxury business that I'm in. And as a consumer, I can honestly say to you, I really only gravitate towards people who operate in excellence. And by that, I mean, The consumer experience is the most important thing to me. So communication is so key. I have people who will, like, I'm going to give a perfect example because I don't want to talk about anybody in the industry, but I know this guy's never going to listen to my podcast. So I recently had my driveway redone and the guy was like a door-to-door salesman. He was going around to my neighborhood, excuse me. He was going around to my neighborhood and you know, like looking at bad driveways and you know, my, my driveway was pretty bad. And, you know, he came to your door and he told you about what he can do and he showed you examples of his work and it was excellent. I had seen him in the neighborhood before and I was like, oh, this is good. You know, it, it looks great. It's a beautiful end product. Yes, I love it. He was great at selling me. He was great in negotiating with me. All these things were excellent. Wonderful. Hired, let's go. The day he's supposed to start, it happens to rain. And I understood that. And so I waited. It was like eight, nine. He said nothing to me. And like 9 30, I'm like, hey, I know it's raining. I, I guess guess you're not coming. He's like, Yeah, you know, obviously. That was the first strike for me. I'm like, at least communicate that. You're checking the weather. You were probably checking the weather yesterday to hire your crew, right? So why didn't you say something to me? Anyway, moving on. We get into the process finally. They dig one day. They're supposed to come back the next day. The next day is nice because it's not cold. It's still very nice. Um, and he doesn't show up the next day. So then I text him. He's like, oh, hey, sorry, one of our jobs ran. Okay, that's a strike too. Like I'm like, all right, well, just be mindful to communicate with me. That's literally what I said. And this is important in business. It's important that we communicate. Um, and as the pro- project moved on, there were so many opportunities where he had to communicate, but he just kept choosing not to, despite me saying, you're not communicating with me and I need to know. You know, Yes, you're working outside my house and it probably seems like it shouldn't be a big deal, but it is a big deal. Like I want to be in my driveway. I have packages constantly coming to my driveway. I'm always buying some, like I'm a consumer. So I'm always buying, like this is a hindrance on me. And you know, at the end of the project, yes, the driveway came out beautiful. And he's like, well, that's the, that, you know, that's the biggest deal. And I was like, no, consumer experience is the biggest deal. You get an absolute F. I don't care how great it looks. I don't care how wonderful the wedding turns out. I don't care how great the final result is. If my client had a bad experience with me along the entire process, I failed. That's my personal opinion. But I wish more people took that into perspective when they're building their businesses. 
Sure, you can sell me a great hoodie, but what took what took what did it take for me to get the hoodie? If you listen to last season, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I still will never recommend that company. And I see people wearing their hoodies all the time, and I'm like, great hoodies, bad customer experience. And to me, that's everything. And you should take that into consideration as you build your business. If you're a hairdresser, my hair braider. Oh my God. Did I talk about my hair braider last time? My hair braider, who's still my hair braider, but I love her. (laughs) Um, She's a a perfect example. I don't think she's ever going to listen to this. Um, She's a perfect example of that. She'll, you know, you book her. Now they have, the young people have so many great tools at their, you know, at their, at their disposal. You know, you can just go online. So I found her on Instagram. You can hit book, you can pay the thing. And then she has all these details, all these notes, all these things you have to do, you know, to, to get your hair braided and show up on time. If you're 15 minutes late, you forfeit your deposit. Doctors are the same way, right? Doctor's offices. But then I get there. I got there at 11 and 11, 10. I'm like, Hey girl, we still, she's like, Oh, I'm on my way. Cause it's at a shop. Okay. Shop is closed. I'm like, okay, this is weird. But she never said anything. 15 minutes goes by and I'm like, Hey, she's like, I, I, I'm five minutes. I'm down the road, but you're not communicating this with me. So now we've already started off on a bad foot. Now, because I've called you twice, I've aggravated you. And now you're starting this entire process annoyed. So we sit down. She's like, okay, you can sit in my chair. She offers up no apology. (laughs) And I'm not nogging her because I really do like her and I get her. So it's okay. But it's different. If I was a new customer, I'd have been like, give my money back and leave me alone. But I didn't. Anyway, in the middle of doing my hair, she's like, you know, I'm sorry. You know, if I'm quiet, I just had a bad day. And I know. So, and so did I. Now you've kind of ruined my day too, in a way, because now we're 30 minutes behind on everything. But if I didn't know her, I wouldn't recommend her. But if I, when I do recommend her, I always say, listen, she's, she tends to be late. She tends to be these things. And I've said to her, maybe you should change your policy. You know, like if people show up 15 minutes late, offer them grace because you also showed up late. And she was like, no, but you know, people show up like 30, 40, but so did you. So you, you know, maybe that can't be your policy if you show up late too. That's just a business lesson. It's just a business thought. Random, I know, unrelated maybe, but you know, it's just one of those things that I say, especially people in business, operate out of excellence, whatever that is for you, whatever your business is, make sure that your consumer and your customer, the experience is a good one. Cause that's how you will be referred again. Like I said, I would never recommend this driveway person. I would never recommend those hoodie people to anyone because my experience was terrible. I don't care that the end result was good. The experience was terrible. If you go to a restaurant and the food is amazing, but your server was just awful, you really remember that awful experience. You remember that awful service. The the meal is okay. Yeah, the meal was amazing. And thank you, chef. The chef was wonderful, but my experience overall was terrible. So I think when we think about starting businesses, we have to think about the entire picture. Yes, we want to make money, but how do we make money if we're not good? If, we, if you know, the experience is bad. No one's going to refer you if the experience is bad. Operate out of excellence. The money will come if you do things excellently. If you're saying, you know, if you're the hair braider, if you're the, all these things operate out of excellence and your business will not only be profitable, but it will also be sustainable. You will have longevity in business. If you are, if you, if you have an excellent business, if you put out an excellent product, if you give an excellent service, I can't think of anyone in my business who would say, oh, you know, it was just a bad experience. I try to always make it a great experience every step of the way. And when I see it turning into something that could be less than good, 
I always address it. Like, I, you know, I think I talked about this on the other episode too, where, you know, I don't have any clients that would ever say it was a bad experience with them, but with me, but I do have some personalities, you know, in what I do, we are meshing personalities. I am a very strong personality. I am a creative person. So I get it, but I also will always, almost always get people who are like type A and like want to micromanage me, which is why I'm referral based. Cause my past clients could say, don't micromanage her. It doesn't work. It doesn't work when you micromanage me. I, I immediately turn off. I shut it off and I'll say, well, we can do whatever you want, but you're no longer listening to my expertise. We're no longer taking my expertise. That's what happens when people micromanage me. So I know that in, in getting referrals from my clients, they vet people for me in a way. And I'm so appreciative for that. But that's because I put an excellent service out. They'll say, Cassandra knows what she's doing. She knows exactly what she's doing. And that's how I kind of train the people who work for me too. It's like, this is what we do and this is how we do it. Customer experience is key. So the most important thing, if you ever feel like you're disrespected, if you ever feel like it's going left, let's immediately sit down and let's talk about it. And I think that's something that people don't do enough in business. We don't talk about it. And then now you have an attitude and I have an attitude. Now attitudes are just running the show and it's almost always a recipe for disaster. So communication, communication is one of the most important things. And then I say all of this to say, I'd say all of that, but I also want to say this. Let's not knock having a nine to five. If you are just starting, you're trying to figure out what's the business I want to get into. I think we gain a lot of amazing skills from a nine to five. You know, I started my business. I had a nine to five job. I didn't just, Hey, one day I wanted, that wasn't my ministry. I wasn't that lucky. I don't come from money. (laughs) So I did have to have a job, but the skills I learned in those jobs, customer service skills, you know, having a nine to five almost forces you to be on time, which is why I'm so punctual in my business, which a lot of people are not. Um, but that's like a personality thing, I think sometimes. Um, but I think those those are the key points. Like having a 95 helps you to gain so many skills that you can apply to your business. And if you're fortunate enough to to be able to work in the in the field that you want to build a business and do that. Like, you know, I worked a lot of things in the, on the hospitality side before I started my event planning business. Um, if you want to be a wardrobe stylist, work in retail, understand what people you know, what the needs are of of the market that you want to get into. Like, these are the things that I think in business help us to evolve and to grow. You know, you won't know what you don't know if you never go, you never try it. Right. So how can I say I'm a wardrobe stylist and have never worked in retail? I think those kind of, those two things kind of work in tandem. Like you need them both. So, um, I don't knock nine to fives. I say all that to say, I do not knock nine to fives. You have to start in a nine to five, even if you're older, and you say, hey, I want to start a business doing, I want to become a baker. Work at a bakery, intern at a bakery, see what it's like. Understand how bakers start at like 4 a.m. to be open by 7 a.m. because that's how long it takes to make bread. Um, so, you know, or whatever, cupcakes or yeast or whatever it is they work with. Like, understand the time commitment to it. Like, having a nine to five teaches you a lot of great skills, I believe. But don't always stay in a nine to five. That's also very important. Um, don't get stuck in always working for somebody else when you can do something so great for yourself. Jobs are are not guaranteed things. Like it might be guaranteed income while you're working in it, but they're not guaranteed because if the minute you get sick, you're replaceable. So those are my some of my rethoughts, thoughts again, new thoughts, shares on business. I have a lot more on business, but 
I think it might get boring to people who aren't in the business. So I don't want to, I don't want to go down that path unless you guys want to hear it. If you want to hear it, tell me, I definitely will share. Um, but thank you for the, the request. This was, this was an easy episode for me. I had zero notes. I never looked at my podcast. I really have notes. I think I just have my podcast on my lap because it's a comfort thing for me. But, um, you know, if you're thinking about starting a business, feel the fear and do it anyway. Um, but do it with good intentions, be intentional about it and do it with good intentions. Um, make your why to add value and you will be profitable in it. Thank you. That's it on that. Um, uh, not a random thought, but something that's happening in the world. I recently saw, and I cannot remember her name. And now I have to pull up my, my phone, which I don't like to do while I'm recording, but there was a young lady who went on a trip. I think she was from North Carolina, North or South Carolina. She went on a trip with people who she thought were her friends and they killed her. And I'm trying not to cry. So I'm going to talk real slow. That breaks my heart in so many ways. When I talk on these episodes and I talk about people choosing the right people and having the right connections and be discerning about your life, that's what I'm talking about. She thought these people were her friends and they were not, they were not her friends and they killed her. And now her poor mother and the people who love her have to mourn her loss because of jealousy or hate or whatever. And that breaks my heart. And that's why I'm doing this podcast. Humanity is, it's just, it's bad. It's bad out there. This is terrible. The world is terrible. We are in a bad place where you people, they killed her for what reason? Because they were jealous of her. You know, one story I read said that she had all these followers and she's making money and they hated that. I don't know what the story was and I still don't know. And I'm sure we'll find out as the weeks progress, but this just happened. Um, and we're just finding these things out. And it makes me really, really sad to see that that's happening. And that's why I keep telling you, so be discerning, choose your friends wisely, be around people who love you, reciprocate, reciprocated love is a feeling you can feel it. And I'm sure she knew or maybe not, maybe she didn't know going in that some of these people might not have liked her, but I definitely don't think anyone ever thought that she would die on a trip. So, um, it's not a fun fact. It's not a random thought. It's just something that happened that I wanted to share because this is what I'm always talking about on this podcast. It's important that you choose your friends wisely. Audit your circle constantly, consistently, all the time. Constantly audit your circle. If somebody even shows a little slight tinge of jealousy towards you, they are not your friend. Your friends will never be jealous of you. They will never be envious of you. Your friends will always want to see you winning. So keep that in mind. Um, I don't know why I, I felt the need to share that, but I just felt the need to share it. So anyway, thank you as always for listening and oh, ma, I love you. Bye. Call me.